We are experiencing soaring prices for gas, lumber, and more. There are wars happening in Israel and around the world. We're seeing division in America and even in the church at what seems to be an all-time high. People are stressed out and worried over everything from their job to whether or not they're going to get COVID. When you get stuck in neutral and consume the ideas being distributed on the news and social media, you feel lost and lonely. Is there hope? Let's talk about it. Welcome to Into the Age. I'm Vince Stegall here with Doug Norvell. We're very uh, excited to come to you today and talk about something that that we feel is very critical. Um, the LA Times put out an article today titled, "There is There's No Hope That the Israeli-Palestinian Cycle of Violence Will End. And that got us thinking about our, our world circumstances and how there is um, a big dose of no hope being distributed to anybody that will just sit neutrally and receive it. And so Doug and I wanted to come to you today and talk about hope. Um, first, we wanted to go to an excerpt from the book Move Mountains, which is a, um, it's a 30-day devotional that was put together from Irvin Baxter's teaching we, we have devotion together every morning here as a team. We pray for you all. We pray for our partners by name um, every single morning that we gather Monday through Friday. And uh, during that process, at the end of our prayer, someone would read a scripture and Irvin would then comment on those scriptures. And that's how Move Mountains was developed. So it's 30 days of devotions from what Irvin was inspired to talk about based off of our scripture reading that came out of our prayer meeting together as a team. And so on day eight of Move Mountains, it's simply titled Faith. And the scripture reference is Hebrews 11.1. 1. Now faith is the substance of things hoped for, the evidence of things not seen. And he said, Hebrews 11 is one of my favorite chapters because people that did incredible world-changing things are mentioned there and we can walk in that same faith today. Faith is the substance of things hoped for, the evidence of things not seen. Evidence is admissible into a court of law. True evidence is not hearsay, but it's concrete. The Bible says that faith is the evidence of things not seen. Do you have faith for things in the future that's so strong and sure that in your mind you already have the evidence? We've made major decisions on faith at end time. They're not wild and irresponsible, but they're by faith. We purchased property in downtown Jerusalem to establish Jerusalem Prophecy College, which will help serve as a place where Jews can come to find refuge in the wrath that's to come, as well as receive biblical teaching. God confirmed that faith 
when many of you all, many of our partners rallied around that decision and donated over a million dollars to purchase that property. We now have several classes and services taking place each week. We have the evidence that there is a peace agreement coming that signals the beginning of the final seven years. We have evidence that a war is coming that will kill a third part of mankind like it's an established fact, and yet it hasn't happened yet. The revival that is prophesied for the end time is a fact. We can't actually see it right now, but I believe we already have the evidence Abraham built his whole life around promises that he couldn't see. That is God's ordained way for you and I. God loves it when we stick our neck out on his promises. Without faith, it's impossible to please God. And each day after Irvin's comments, there's an action portion. And the action for this day was read Hebrews 11, then write down one thing in your life that God is urging you to have faith for. Additionally, find one to three people who have accomplished something similar with great faith. If they have a public, fig- uh, if they are a public figure, research them online and see what you can learn from the trial they already endured. Doug, that's our message today. Yeah, we want to make sure that everybody understands where our hope and our faith comes from. And you know, I mean, like the Move Mountains books tells us i mean there's there's things in there that brother baxter talks about that people just they wouldn't understand unless they were part of that every day and talking about the the things that we've done as a ministry and we've done on faith being led by the spirit of god and ask um you know the public to to trust in what we feel like the spirit's moving us and they reacted to it that shows us that that's was god's will in those situations just like with the school uh there in jerusalem and, uh, you know, like we, we even talked about this this morning, talking about how once uh, Pastor Baxter made that plea for everybody uh, that could to help build that school, that we just started having, you know, donations come in and dump truck loads. And it was just amazing to watch God because he knew from the time he had, you know, the, the dream and God spoke to him and told him everything he needed to tell him. It's it was there, you know, and he knew that God would make a way. He knew we didn't have it, but he knew that the Lord would make a way. And that's that's living on faith. That's living on hope. And that's what we want to try to convey today, I guess, through this message. Well, he felt like he heard from God and he acted on it. And the spirit spoke through him Mm -hmm. to everyone that was listening. And the spirit spoke to them to participate in such an effort. And they did. And so it wasn't some man-made idea, although God worked through a man. Right. But in spite of the impossibilities that surrounded it, there wasn't money to be tapped into. (laughs) Uh, You know, we don't know Israeli real estate. We don't know Israeli laws as much as we would probably want to. That's right. But God said to go do something, and it seemed crazy to man's perspective in some cases and yet, in spite of all the obstacles, there was hope in that situation. And in spite of all the obstacles we have today, that we've been talking about on the radio this week, especially with what's going on with Israel, uh, lots of crazy things happening there, lots of crazy things happening here in America, too, yeah. and around the world. But in spite of all those things, there's hope. Yeah. And that's what's great, you know, about prophecy and understanding what the Word of God says, because we see this article from LA Times that says there's no hope 
for there to ever be peace there. But we know there is hope because we have those prophecies of the Bible. We know uh, Daniel nine twenty seven. We know that a peace agreement is coming. That's going to start the final seven years. That's going to lead to the second coming of Jesus Christ. And it's going to lead to believers being raptured. It's going to lead to uh, the kingdom of God coming to this earth. Things that we can get excited about, things that we can have hope in, it's all there for us to understand. You know, Doug, a few weeks ago we talked about faith, not fear. And we said, hey, call in and give us a faith story. And we'd love to do that again today. We'd love to hear from you on a time when something seemed impossible and you found hope. Something that God did in your life. Some crazy scenario, perhaps, where he made a way. Um, We can share your story in a few brief moments. Obviously, we can't get into all the nitty-gritty details. But we do want to hear from you today. Share with us a time when God gave you hope. Uh, in a time that didn't seem possible. Give us a call at one eight seven seven in time one eight seven seven three six three eight four six three. Does the book of Revelation frighten you? Do its symbols confuse you? For centuries, the book of Revelation has been misunderstood and misinterpreted. In Revelation, the unveiling of Jesus Christ, volume one, Irvin Baxter unlocks the mystery of the book of Revelation with in-depth analysis and commentary like you've never heard before. This 10-part definitive DVD series and 268-page comprehensive commentary book covers the first 12 chapters of the book of Revelation, featuring on-location photography, classic artwork, and symbolic illustrations. You'll walk away with complete understanding and peace about the events happening during the final years on Earth. These comprehensive study tools, available for $299, will deepen your biblical understanding as you dig into the original intent of the book answering the mysterious prophecies and symbols of the book of revelation don't miss this special offer call now 1-800-END-TIME or go to endtime.com to order call or go online now to get this comprehensive bible study we've seen bible prophecy fulfilled like never before From the halls of the United Nations to the Temple Mount in Jerusalem, End Time Ministries continues to reveal the Bible prophecy in the news headlines around the world every day. Whether it's through our broadcast or online at our Jerusalem Prophecy College, your gifts enable us to put vital materials in the hands of those who need it most. Because of you, we continue to replace fear with faith. In the hearts of Christians around the world, we will continue to see prophecy come to pass at an even swifter pace. We need your support. Your donation of any amount enables us to continue to broadcast and be a voice in the ever-growing censored media. To become a partner or give a one-time gift, visit endtime.com or call 1-800-END-TIME right now. That's 800-363-8463. Go online now. Visit endtime.com. Welcome back to Into the Age. I'm Vince Stegall here with Doug Norvell. We do want to hear your brief faith stories. Uh, we want to encourage folks all around the world with, with stories of, of hope here today. And we know that there are many out there. Uh, unfortunately, we can't dedicate a long time to each story, but we would love to hear a brief version of your time when God provided hope for you. Give us a call at one eight seven seven end time one eight seven seven three six three eight four six three. Also, we are having some technical difficulties, so if the audio is skipping out on you, um, it's not um, 
Big Brother coming in and cutting us out, and it's not censorship. It is uh, some technical difficulties that we are having here, and um, they are in the process of being worked on. We we don't think we'll get it resolved during the show, but nonetheless, um, all is well, and it will be fixed uh, later on. Uh, I also want to remind you that here in about a week and a half on May 22nd at 6 p.m. and May 23rd at 11 a.m., Dave Robbins will be in Houston, Texas at Christ Church for a prophecy conference. Uh, If you're anywhere in the Houston area or want to go travel there, uh, that now would be a perfect time. We'd love to come out. We'd love to have you come out, meet Dave and uh, enjoy those two conference events. Uh, You can learn more about each one at endtime.com slash events. All right, Doug, we're talking about hope today. There's not a lot of it being distributed on our news and in social media. It's a lot of bad news. If you if you scroll through there, laying in your bed at night, you're probably not going to go to sleep for a few hours. You're going to be stuck wide awake, staring at the ceiling, worried about all these things. Yeah. Do I have COVID? Every time you get a little scratchy throat, you wonder if you have COVID and you call in sick from work if you still have a job. Yeah. You know, there's, there are all sorts of things to be worried about and to be consumed with fear about. Mm-hmm. But we're just kind of sick of that. You know, we we don't. We know that prophecy gets a bad rap sometimes, rightfully so in some cases, because people spew fear with it. Yeah. Um, that's never been our thing. We've always communicated what we believe to be the facts around the matter. We right. give our opinions on what scriptures will say. And we can, you know, just because we say a war is coming that's going to kill a third of mankind, the intent of that is not to scare people. Yeah. It's to make them aware. And in there we're going... But there's hope. You know, these tragedies are going to come. There's always been tragedies. There's always been things that are uh, not fun to navigate and sometimes terrible. Yeah. But there's hope. And so we wanted to emphasize that entirely today. And so I'm excited to do it. All right. Me too. (laughs) We're going to get some Bible reading in today too because there's a lot of scriptures we want to talk about that go along with what we're talking about today. So uh, I know that. Uh, we've got Psalms 46 there uh, that it, it just fits this so well because it talks about so many different things in this psalm. Um, do you want to read that? Sure. Okay. Um, 46 Psalms starting with verse 1. God is our refuge and strength, a very present help in trouble. Therefore will not we fear, though the earth be removed and though the mountains be carried into the midst of the sea, Though the waters thereof roar and be troubled, though the mountains shake with the swelling thereof, Selah, there is a river, the streams whereof shall make glad the city of God, the holy place of the tabernacles of the Most High. God is in the midst of her. She shall not be moved. God shall help her. And that right early, the heathen Rage, the kingdoms were moved. He uttered his voice. The earth melted. The Lord of hosts is with us. The God of Jacob is our refuge. Selah. Come, behold the works of the Lord. What desolations he hath made in the earth. He maketh wars to cease until the end of the earth. He breaketh the bow and cutteth the spear in sunder. He burneth the chariot in the fire. Be still and know that I am God. I will be exalted among the heathen. I will be exalted in the earth. The Lord of hosts is with us. The God of Jacob is our refuge. And like I said, I know that's a lot of, of scripture right there, but there's so much being said there. I mean, 
This is talking about things that we know are coming. These, this is talking about mountains being removed and uh, the, the sea roaring and uh, the earth shaking and God's kingdom being put in the midst thereof. And it tells us that even though all these wars are happening, these things are going on, that the Lord has all that already planned out. He knows the end from the beginning and he knows exactly what's going to happen. And he, he knows that all we need to do is be still and know that he's God. That be still and know that I'm God, a lot of times that's what we need to do in times like we're dealing with right now. We just need to take a step back, take a breath, get away from the media, get away from social media, get away from TV, get away from the headlines, and know that he is God and he is on his throne. Um, You know, that's why we tell everybody you need that daily devotion you need that daily prayer life so that you can uh, just be in the midst of God for a while so that the chaos around you stops for a little bit how's that po- how can we do that practically speaking everywhere you turn yeah now, now the be still thing I mean it's not talking about doing the mannequin challenge right <laughs> what, what are we talking about there what does that mean in today's language in today's language, being still is taking that time. Like I was saying, you know, just kind of give that to God. Give that time to God to um, to get away from everything that is worldly and plug into his spirit. Get there. Get in the word of God. Pray. Seek his face. And just meditate on God for a little bit. I don't remember the percentage, but it's like in the 80s that they've determined that Whatever this percentage is, 80-some percent of people start and end their day scrolling on their phone, mm. checking emails. You got your work email on your phone. Yeah. So you're keeping up with all the work stuff when you're supposed to be not doing that. Uh, you're supposed to be helping manage your home yeah. and, and all those things. Um, you wake up, and first thing you do is scroll through Facebook to see what the latest post has been. Yeah, uh, Keeping up with all the whatevers. Check your news app, whatever you're doing. Um, so I, I start looking at that and going, man, sometimes being still for me is keeping my phone on airplane mode. I'm not mm. going to get a call. I'm not going to get a text. Yeah. I'm not going to be able to get on any app and start accessing information. I just got to set this thing aside because if I'm not careful, this thing can run my life. Absolutely. And There's times I wish I could throw it out the window. Well, as I'm you can't. You road. can do that if you want. Oh, I know like. I can. Your but... wife would be mad at you. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> but, yeah. Um, you know, sometimes that's what being still looks like. It's, it's yeah. shutting everything off and just kind of meditating on God and going, God, yeah. what do you want to do with me today? Yeah. I know I'm just going to work and then I'm going to eat lunch and then I'm going to go home and then, you know, all these things. Yeah. This is the daily grind. But I'm going to bump into some people today that you intended for me to bump into. Yeah. And if I'm not slowing down and thinking about that, I'm probably not going to do what you want me to do. Right. You're going to miss an opportunity. Absolutely. Uh, that's right. And and not just to bless them, but to but to Be receive blessed. a blessing. Yeah. Absolutely. And so. Yeah. I don't know. It's hard because it's not what our culture wants to do. Right. Um, you know, we're, we're, we're consumed with consumerism Mm -hmm. (laughs) and we're, we're programmed to be an addict of information. Absolutely. And so it's going to require some intentionality. Yeah. And everybody's going to have to work at it. 
Pamela on Facebook shares a really great story. Um, she she commented and said that her and her husband lost their jobs, and so you know obviously that's a time when it's a very sad thing, very uncertain times. What you know? How are we going to pay the bills? How are we going to live? All that stuff, and they lost their jobs, and they were offered a home rent free for. Five years. Wow. I'm look, I'm reading this screen like, <laughs> am I reading that right? I thought it was That's five awesome. months. Yeah. Five years. five years. Wow. So she wrote in to praise the Lord for that tremendous blessing. So there's been many of you that have lost your job and you feel hopeless. But God knows right where you are. He knows your name. He knows how many hairs are on your head. He Mine's easy. We all know that. (laughs) But he knows right where you are. And in spite of the circumstances and the feelings of hopelessness and loneliness, Jesus is right there. He's as close as the mention of his name. This isn't just cliche. This is something that we, Doug and I can testify to. This is something that you can testify to. We know that, that that in those times that are just, oh, man, you don't know how you're going to face the next minute. Jesus is there and is able to be tapped into it's really not as difficult as we sometimes make it. Yeah, um, it's really pretty easy. Just just call on his name, start doing that, and 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 leave the phone aside. Like I mentioned, show, shut your laptop. Do take yeah. a five minute walk at work. Just take a break. Do a five minute walk, and just focus on Jesus. Cut everything else out, and just feel the peace start filling up. Yeah, absolutely. Well, you know, this morning after devotion and prayer, Dave talked about. The story from Matthew 14 of uh, Peter and the other apostles being on the Sea of Galilee and uh, a storm started raging. They were by themselves. Jesus sent them on and uh, they were in this boat by themselves and the sea began to rage, which is common there on the Sea of Galilee. It can happen really quick. And uh, they saw Jesus walking on the water. And, um, you know, they, they were scared at first and Jesus said... You know, don't don't fear, it's me. And Peter said, Lord, if it's you, let me come out to you. And he did. And, you know, the story, he began to take his eyes off the Lord and look at the, the raging sea around him, the storm that was happening around him, and he began to sink. And a lot of times, Vince, that's that's what happens. We We have our faith and we believe, but we get set in a situation where there's a storm raging. Uh, kind of like the things that are happening right now, and we take our eyes off of Jesus, and like you said, he's as close as just saying his name, and he's mm-hmm. there. And as Peter went out, took his eyes off of Jesus, he began to sink, and he cried out, and the Lord, you know, reached down and pulls him up, and and says, "Ye of little faith." But he had more faith than those other eleven guys in the boat. He had the faith to step out of that boat and to try to walk to Jesus, uh, but. It's, it's easy for us sometimes to lose our focus if we're not rooted and, and trying to seek God and trying to be in His Word and trying to pray and trying to encourage one another. A lot of it's encouragement. That's what we do every morning when we get together and we pray. We have these devotionals. They're encouraging to us. It helps us get ready for the day. We get in there and we pray and we get in the Spirit of God. And then that allows us to be able to you know face the storms that we may face for the day and you can tell you know at least i can i speak personally if if you're not prayed up you can tell something will happen 
And what's that mean? That's that's Christian lingo. That that is Christian. Not lingo. everybody understands. Prayed up. Yeah, that's what, what everybody in the world needs does that to mean? understand. <laughs> if if you haven't gone to God in prayer that morning, if you haven't tried to get in communion with His Spirit, then we're we're facing the day without the coverage we need, without the power that we need to get through the day. Uh, getting in, into that prayer mode and praying and seeking God's Spirit. That's how we get our power for the day, you know. Um, Sounds like you're saying sometimes we um, have divided connection. Those connections we were talking about with the social media apps and all that stuff, we need to put that on airplane mode and turn airplane mode off with God and get in the connection with Him. Yeah. Be more in tune with Him, just like we do on Facebook, on Twitter, whatever app you're addicted to. Kind of shift that addiction to where we're going, man, I need to be... Absolutely. Fiending for that connection as opposed yeah. to my connection to all my high school buddies on Facebook. <laughs> right, right. So if we can figure out how to do that, then that's half the battle right there. We're almost there. Absolutely. All right. Well, we do want to hear your faith stories. Give us a call at one eight seven seven in time. That's one eight seven seven three six three eight four six three. Now we want to go to Gary in Texas. Gary, welcome to End of the Age. Hi. Hi, Gary. Um, hi. M- my wife, in 2009, she had a subarachnoid brain aneurysm. What that means is inside of her brain, uh, the pike artery that goes to your brain stem ruptured. And she was in ICU for a total of over a month. But uh, anyhow, to make a long story short, you have two jugular veins that come up your throat, and you have two vertebral arteries that come up your neck, they go into your brain, and right where it comes off, Right where they come together, uh, it's like a spider veins going off to all parts of your brain, and that's where it was. They ended up doing a uh, a um, bypass, just like you have a heart bypass, only you don't take your brain out. Mm. They took a, a piece of uh, uh, of uh, artery from her scalp, and they grafted it around where the, the vein had blown out. And uh, at the time, there were only four or five of those surgeries that were done a year. And the ones, and they weren't, a lot of them weren't successful. People passed. People ended up in vegetables. Uh, to make a long story short, at one point the doctor told me to have all the family here in the next two hours and prepare for the eventuality. Mm. And uh, that was 12 years ago. And through the power of prayer and faith and people praying all over the world, she's a walking, talking miracle. Mm. We've been to Israel twice with Irvin. Um, You've, you've met her at the banquet. You, you might not remember who I am, but however, I talked to you quite a bit on uh, Facebook. <laughs> uh, <laughs> anyway, she, uh, she's a walking miracle and uh, testimony of the power of God that all praise things are possible. Yeah. So how, how'd you get hope in that moment, Gary? Because I can imagine you know, as you're sitting there, it's, it's a very stressful situation. You know, I, I gave you the, the shortened version, but this went on for, for a couple, few months on uh on the rehab and anyway when the when the doctor did surgery again they ended up doing a um, a shunt in her brain because of pressure building up and that's when he came out and told me that uh, prepare for the eventuality and I, I knew that he wasn't god i knew only god could give life and god could take life amen well thanks for sharing that gary i know there's a whole lot more to that story unfortunately we're up against a break and running out of time but Praise God for what he's done in you and your wife's life there. We're so thankful that hope story that you shared with us. We'd love to hear yours. Give us a call at one 877 time.
Major internet companies are silencing and censoring Christian voices online. These companies are trying to control what you see and hear. Almost 200 videos of ours have been marked as restricted online right now. That's why we launched End of the Age Plus, a platform where the truth won't be censored, a platform where we can preach the message of the gospel. When you subscribe to End of the Age Plus today for just $12.99 a month, you can watch all of our content in a secure, easy-to-view way from your favorite device. When you go to watch.endtime.com and subscribe, you'll get instant access to all of our teaching resources, including Revelation, the Unveiling of Jesus Christ, Understanding the End Time, End Time Magazine, and so much more. We will not censor our message to comply with what the world deems as politically correct. Go to watch.endtime.com right now or search End of the Age Plus in the App Store or Google Play. Move Mountains with Irvin Baxter. This book by Irvin's grandson provides 30 days of devotion that will enhance your relationship with God and others. Authentic illustrations from early morning devotions at end time will help you find your purpose and eliminate fears. Commit to taking this 30-day journey and experience real life change. Get your book for only $14.99. Call 1-800-363-8463 or go to endtime.com slash move. If your station only carries the first 30 minutes of End of the Age, go to endtime.com and click the watch button to continue today's broadcast. You can also finish up later by clicking the archive button. Welcome back to End of the Age. I'm Vince Stegall here with Doug Norvell. We'd love to hear a brief faith story that you've had where things seemed impossible and God gave you miraculous hope. That's what we're talking about today. There is hope. There's a lot of chaos in the world, a lot of chaos in Israel that's got many people worried around the world. But in spite of our circumstances, in spite of of how impossible things seem, there is hope. And our primary objective today is to remind you of that, help eliminate fear, and help fill you with hope today in spite of what you're hearing everywhere else. Um, I do want to remind you that there is hope for America, and part of that solution is through the Reclaim America campaign that I've been talking about for over a month now. We are almost there, but we're not quite yet. California needs a lot of help, which you already knew. Uh, But with the Reclaim America campaign, they need uh, some help. Um, Connecticut needs help. Massachusetts needs help. Minnesota needs help. Uh, several other states, Tennessee, Pennsylvania, North Carolina, New Jersey, Virginia, um, and a few more, and then several other thought leaders. We are short. We think it's imperative that they receive End Time Magazine. They're not going to get End Time Magazine uh, if we don't step up and help them out. Um, I said it on Tuesday. I'll say it again. If everybody watching this gave $10, this whole thing would be done with, and we wouldn't talk about it for two more years. So uh, $10 goes a long way. Um, $40 gets one individual a um, subscription for two years. So your help with that would be greatly appreciated. You can join up with the Reclaim America campaign at endtime.com slash USA or give us a call at 1-800-END-TIME and tell the person that answers the phone that you want to contribute to that campaign. All right, Doug, we're talking about hope. Our next scripture is from John 17, starting in verse 15. I do not ask that you take them out of the world but that you keep them from the evil one. 
They are not of the world, just as I am not of the world. Sanctify them in the truth. Your word is truth. As you sent me into the world, so I have sent them into the world. And for their sake, I I consecrate myself that they also may be sanctified in truth. I do not ask for those only, but also for those who will believe in me through their word, that they may all be one, just as you, Father, are in me and I in you, that they also may be in us so that the world may believe that you have sent me. Yeah, so that, that scripture, Vince, is, that's a faith builder in itself because this is Jesus praying and he's praying for us. Uh, he prays that the disciples uh, would not be taken out of their tribulation, but that God would protect them through it. Then he talks about us in verse 20. It says, I don't ask for these only, but also those who will believe in me through their word. He's talking about us. The, the God of heaven and earth prayed for us. In a moment when he knew he was getting ready to go to the cross to be crucified for our sins, he actually said a prayer for us before we were even born. And I mean, that's just amazing to me. And that's a faith builder right there that God said, you know, I'm not asking you to take away their troubles, but I'm asking you to deliver them through those troubles. Keep us from the evil one. It's pretty awesome that that's the God we serve. It is. And we need that same thing today still. Yeah, we absolutely. need help to, to stay away from all that. So, yeah. um, Yes, sir. There's hope. All right, we're going to go to the phones. Mike in Louisiana, welcome to End of the Age. What's your uh, faith story? Hey, Brother Vance and Brother Doug. Good to see both of you on here. Uh, love End Time Ministries. Just wanted to share briefly with you all that back in 1997, 1998, I was being, uh, had some charges that were pending on me way back in those times. And, you know, of course, I was raised in uh, a denominational, different types of denominational type churches. Parents sent me to wherever I wanted to go, you know, at the time of being young. And uh, knowing that this was upcoming and knowing that I was going to not get delivered from this, you know, it kind of drew me and forced me to get into a, a prayer. And the night before my sentencing, I had had a prayer with my mom and my dad together. And uh, what we prayed was just that God's will would have been done and how whatever he needed to do, I was willing to go through. And uh, so the gist of the story is I ended up going in. I did get charged. I did have about four years of time to serve in three months. But during that time while there, there was a man that had came to me and had asked me if I knew who Jesus was, and I had said, yeah, of course, I know he's the Son of God. And he says, what else is he? And I said, well, he's the Son of God. And he says, well, did you know that John four twenty four says that God is the Spirit? And I says, hmm, I never really thought of that. He said, look, I'm going to write a few scriptures down. I want you to go back and pray about it, and you can find me on the wreck yard. And uh, so I did exactly that. When I went to get down on my knees, knowing that I was faced at this time, there was no way to get out of it. I got down in that six-foot-by-nine-foot six cell, and I got on my knees, and I prayed. And I said, God, whatever it is that I'm missing, I will do the best that I can to serve you if you'll just teach me and help me to know you. And when I looked down at the Scripture, and I went to John four twenty four, where it says God is a spirit, the second one he gave me was how the question that he had was, how many spirits are there? And uh, he gave me three seventeen from 1 Corinthians. and says, the Lord is that spirit. And so I saw a spirit. I saw God as being a spirit. Okay. And then the next one that he gave me was dealing with um, that spirit dwelling in Christ. 
Um, in all of that, um, God has taken that time frame from 1998 till now. Uh, the guy that had met up with me had was a, was a you know Pentecostal dude. Uh, so I have been wrapped up uh, with with this whole uh, apostolic faith since way back in 1998. I got out in 2003, and from that time forward, I have hit the floor running. And uh, tonight's going to be my first night starting the 14 series from Irvin Baxter. Hmm. I have invited many people. I've been trying to hit the highways and byways and compelling people to come and watch these DVD series. And uh, so I've got some people coming from over 50 miles away. Wow. Brother Dave and Brother Vince and uh, God's doing a great work in the midst of this. I'm looking to looking forward to seeing many people understand the times that we're actually living in. Praise so for Lord. those of you that are out there that don't have a whole lot of hope or wonder, you know, what is the will of God? The will of God is that we follow and obey Him. That's it. So with that being said, I'm going to let you guys go. But God is good. He is faithful. If you guys would, please say a prayer uh, for Mike and Chastity here. Uh, in Louisiana for our 14 series DVD presentation of the end times. And we appreciate you. God absolutely. bless you both. Thank right. you for sharing that, Mike. Uh, we absolutely will be praying with you. And actually, if you go to endtime.com slash contact, we would love uh, to get your Bible study information. We list Bible studies on our website that people can connect with in their local area. So we would love okay. for you to give us your information there and we'll add it to our website. That way, anybody that goes there looking for it in the Louisiana area will uh, get connected with you all. So we appreciate you all calling right. that. That's what an amazing right. story, Doug. Yeah, that it's awesome. That, that um, somebody in a situation like that, yeah. you don't feel like there's a lot of hope. Yeah. <laughs> and, you know, that's one of the things about this ministry that we do, too. We provide hope to people that are in prisons. We, mm-hmm. we send our magazine to uh, a lot of the prisoners that are out there. That They are in a hopeless situation sometimes, but they're getting encouragement they're finding faith in god through a hard time Mm -hmm. just like mike did and uh you know you just don't know you know who it helps when when you do things like that so i also think about the person that shared with him you know like somebody that you know oftentimes i don't know it feels like that in our culture, it's all about numbers and, you know, how many people did you preach in front of? How many how many people were on your Facebook Live? All that stuff. Yeah. And here you got somebody doing one-on-one connection with somebody yeah. and uh, making a huge impact that now, you know, what are 24 years later, look at the testimony that, that Mike and Chastity have today yeah. that wouldn't have been there if, if somebody wasn't just sincerely sharing. And so yeah. uh, I'm thankful for that so much. All right, well, we're going to go to New York now. Lynn, welcome to End of the Age. Hi. Hi, Lynn. Hi, how are you? We're doing great. How are you doing? I am doing okay, all things considered. All right, well, we'd love to hear your brief faith story. Okay, I'll make it brief. Um, 1978, my sister, who was 23, I was 21, she died of... Lynn, you're kind of breaking up there. Can you can you speak directly into your phone? Yeah, let me do that. Let Thank me... you. That's a lot better already. Oh, okay. Uh, 1978. My sister was 23, diagnosed with stage 4 ovarian cancer. The Lord came to me and told me to tell them 
they were wrong. They said she was going to live six to eight weeks. I told them they were wrong. They thought I was crazy. <laughs> um, I lived her. She lived 38 years after that. And she got all that time. And God was a miracle. And it was, we were, it was, it was amazing. That is absolutely amazing. There's no other way uh, to write that off than as a miracle. Now, in that moment, when you get that news, that's obviously not news that you want to hear. So how did you tap into any type of hope? I mean, obviously, you don't, the defaults that we have isn't necessarily full of hope and encouragement. So how'd you get there? I got down on my face in the dirt and prayed, and the Lord told me, tell my father she will live, tell the doctors they were going to see a miracle, and he gave me that peace that surpasses all comprehension, and I and I, I didn't doubt him. It was the strangest feeling. I, I knew that I knew that I knew, yeah. and that it, it gave my parents what they needed, and hopefully to the doctors. Sorry, Lynn, you're breaking up. I think we lost you there. Thank you so much for calling uh, and sharing that story. You know, Doug, she she said she did exactly what we were talking about. Yeah. I I don't think there was airplane mode back in the 70s. Uh, However, even back then, you had to do it. Yeah. You had to cut off everything else and just tap into hearing from God. Yeah. Well, you know, sometimes, too, Vince, when we're going through a situation like that, a storm, it's, it's how I describe it most of the time because you, you think about being in a storm, you think about the wind swirling, the rain coming down, and it's hard to see. And, um, you know, you, you try to just focus on one thing. And so when you go through these storms, a lot of times um, it does test our faith. And if we're willing to seek God during that time, he's going to, you know, answer our prayers. He's going to help us through those times. And that's a great testimony because that's exactly what she did. She knew where her focus needed to be, not on the news of the cancer. It needed to be on God who could heal that cancer, mm-hmm. uh, the miracle worker that we serve. And when she got on her face and began to pray, God told her, you know, you don't have anything to worry about. It's an amazing I, I liked what you started to say there about you have to be willing. Yeah. Because, you know, a lot of times we want, we want to be made to do something. Or we don't want to have to put any effort in, or we don't want to have to deny our our desires, our flesh. We don't want to have to set that stuff aside. Right. We want it to just. We're the microwave generation. We want to pop it in, and thirty seconds later, you got a hot meal. Right. But that's not how this thing works all the time. Right. Uh, it's going to require some effort on your part. You're going to have to chop up some onion. We know all about that. Maybe grill a steak. <laughs> it's not a microwave situation. Exactly. And so you're going to have to put some more effort into it a lot of times from what I've experienced personally. Yeah. And, you know, our show's called Into the Age. This is something that is imperative that we have during the end of the the coming end of the age and so that's why we're talking about it uh this is a bible prophecy show this is a show about the end times and during these end times you have to have hope you can't get caught up in all these things and that's exactly what we're talking about today give us a call we'd love to hear your faith story We've got a little bit of time left so call us at one 877 time 1-877-363-8463 most of us walk around day by day blind to the prophecies being fulfilled right before us. 
Every news report brings a new piece to the puzzle in the race towards the final seven years and the second coming of Jesus Christ. Now, more than ever, it is important for God's people to understand the times in which we are living. On November the 12th, 2013, we opened our Jerusalem Prophecy College in downtown Jerusalem. These same courses are now available online for people who are unable to attend the classes in person. We welcome students to join us and discover the link between current events and the prophecies of the Bible. Take your place in the prophecy of Daniel 11.33. Enroll in the Jerusalem Prophecy College today. Go to JerusalemProphecyCollege.com. Welcome back to Into the Age. I'm Vince Stegall here with Doug Norvell. We are talking about hope today. We are hearing some amazing stories, and there's still time to get yours in, perhaps. So give us a call at one eight seven seven in time one eight seven seven three six three eight four six three. I also want to remind you that if you're in the Houston area or want to go to Houston, we'll be there in, on May 22nd, May 23rd. Uh, May 22nd is at 6 p.m. May 23rd is at 11 a.m. Houston, Texas, at Christ Church. We have the address and some additional details at endtime.com/events. So come to Houston, meet Dave, uh, enjoy some time together with some like-minded folks talking about current events and how they relate to Bible prophecy. Doug, we're talking about hope. You've got some some uh, some story, I guess, that we're going through that you wanted um, to share. Yeah. So I just, let's talk about it. You know, whenever we lost Pastor Baxter, we didn't understand everything that was going on. We didn't know... How Man, I world. still don't understand. I, it. What do you mean? I know it's it's <laughs> it's one of those things where you you just don't see why God took him out at the time He took him out. I mean, we we're kind of beginning to understand things a little bit better, I think, as we go day to day. But you know, there there's a story in Luke about the first time when Peter was called, and um, I'll just kind of explain the story, and people can go back and read it if they want to. It's in Luke chapter 5, and, and it's when Peter was first called. He had been fishing all night. They didn't catch any fish that night. Jesus was teaching uh, a multitude of people on the beach there, but he asked Peter if he could get on his boat and launch out a little bit so that his voice would carry and people could hear him better. And he asked Peter about, have you caught any fish? And they said no, and they're fixing their nets up and getting them cleaned and ready for the next day. And Jesus says, well, put your nets back out. And, uh, and Peter said, Lord, we, we've done this all night. We're fishermen. We've done this all night. And we didn't catch a thing. And the Lord said, you know, drop the nets. And Peter said, okay, because you said it, Lord, I'll do it. And he does that. And they catch so many fish, they had to have help, you know, to, to get them in the boat. Well, he realizes who Jesus is at that point, and that starts Peter's life with Christ. He gives up his life, his career as a fisherman, and begins to follow Jesus at that point. Gives up everything he knows to do and and follows Christ. But through everything that happened in their life over the course of of what we believe is like three and a half years somewhere in there, um, they lose Jesus. Jesus is crucified. They don't understand why that happened. They're confused. They don't know what's going on. He hears the tomb's empty, runs to the tomb, sees an empty tomb. But what's he do? He goes back. And when you look in the scripture, he goes back in John chapter 21. It says that Peter said, I'm going fishing. 
He, he was so confused and didn't know what was going on that he went back to doing what he had done before because that's all he knew to do. And uh, the bottom line, they see Jesus on the beach. He says, hey, have y'all caught fish? No. He says, drop the net on the other side. Boom. The same miracle that happened the first time Peter was called. Like to let Peter know, hey, that's Jesus on the beach. John tells Peter, that's Jesus on the beach. He jumps in the water and swims, talks to Jesus, is forgiven for every time that he denied Christ the night Jesus was arrested. And is told, go and feed my sheep. If you love me, Peter, feed my flock take care of them well we could have done that exact same thing we could have gone back to things that we knew to do before we got involved with end time when we lost pastor baxter but here we are we're seeking the face of the lord and right after pastor baxter passed away during our prayer time we just kept getting confirmation that the Lord had already worked all this out. He had laid the groundwork. He had used Pastor Baxter to build this ministry up, to teach us everything we needed to know. And now it was our turn to begin to do these things. And, I, you know, even though we still can't understand it, we have to have faith every day to come do this. I mean, a year ago, would you have thought that you and I would be sitting at this desk? I've been talking about Norvell News for a while now, Doug. <laughs> right. But... Honestly, I it's never a prophecy would have believed. Ministry. That was a prophetic utterance. There you go. <laughs> I never would have believed that this was where I was supposed to be. I was perfectly happy doing what I was doing before, but God's stretching us and He's moving us to become, you know, what He needs us to be. And that's what everybody needs to realize here. That's that's the bottom line of what I wanted to get across today. As I was praying about this, and the Lord started moving in my mind these scriptures and then dave talks about it right after we get done praying i was like okay this, i believe this is the direction we're supposed to go because i believe that what the lord is trying to help us convey to people today is to keep that faith and that hope no matter what it looks like around us he's called us to something higher and if you don't know the lord today you you need to know the lord and if you're not born again you need to be born again and we have a track called What Do You Mean Born Again that people can go online and they can get that track or they can call in and ask for it and we can help them know how to be born again. Go to endtime.com slash reborn to read that uh, track that Doug is referencing. I also want to remind you that censorship is a real thing. Uh, one thing that you can help us do if you're on Facebook, hit the share button. But when you hit share, why don't you share a little uh, message of hope? Uh, you, you may not have called in to share it, but maybe you're willing to type it in there. Hit the share button. That goes a long way with helping get this video out. Also, instead of hitting the like button, if you hit the heart button, it does better for some reason. So uh, hit share, hit the heart button. That would help us out a lot. We think that everybody needs to watch a video like this, especially during these times. So sharing and hearting the video will help tremendously. We do want to get back to the phones. Uh, we're going to go to Misty in Texas. Misty, welcome to End of the Age. Hello, Brother Dave, and, I mean, Brother Norvell and Brother Doug. I'll take it. Hi. I'm Vince. Um, but I didn't know if you could hear me or not. I we can hear you. You're we on the air. Misty. Huh? We hear you just fine, Misty. Thank you. You're live on the air. What's your uh, brief faith story? Oh, I just got nervous. Um, I We've never lost a patient. You that you're, you're part of my miracle story. Um, I met Brother Baxter back when, a few years ago, we were doing conferences when we first started, gosh, I think about five years ago with our clothing business, and we started sewing. Oh, well, we didn't start sewing until about two years ago, but I followed you ever since then. 
Um, and yes, I'm in the Jerusalem Prophecy College, but in a nutshell, I want to tell you really quickly. Um, I was raised in Pentecost, and um, so I'm an apostolic believer, but um, I got very sick um, with anorexia. I nearly died, and my lowest weight was about 69 pounds. So for a five foot, about a five foot two girl, that's not very much weight, but nevertheless, um, I was struggling with it, and then no doctors or hospitalizations could help me at that time. Um, God was shutting the doors for everything but himself. And what I found out that it's similar, I didn't realize what it was similar to, but it's similar. They treat it like addictions in, in those centers. And um, what I didn't know is that God was trying to tell me that he and only he wants to and can take away everything that I was struggling with. And it was more than just that eating disorder. And he did. So the anger and the, the depression and the bitterness was gone. Um, you know, I was, I was refilled with the Holy Ghost. Um, so during that time that I was in the hospitals, I was going to um, like a, a non-denominational church. I had fallen away from what I knew to be the truth and um, I hadn't been praying. I wasn't walking in the fruits or gifts of the Spirit, absolutely none of that. And um, so I had walked away for a little while, and I was just a Christian, just a non-denominational Christian. And God showed me, in fact, Jeremiah 29, 11, I'll read it to you. For I know the thoughts that I think towards you, saith the Lord, thoughts of peace and not of evil to give you an expected end. That's the scripture that gave me in my, not audibly, but I could... I could see that he was giving me that scripture, and I heard God tell me, not audibly, but in my heart, because I was begging for help. I knew that if I didn't get help from God or something, that I would die. I knew I would. I, I was getting worse out of every hospital. And so I said, Lord, I need you. I'm begging for you to heal me or help me. No one can help me. I was at my bottom. I felt like the prodigal son in the pigsty where he was thinking, I want to go back home to my father's house. And um, then he showed me that the place that I last felt him, that was at a Pentecostal church that I had received the Holy Ghost in when I was very young, um, and that, that church family. And the same week I got out of the hospital and I went there, I didn't want to, there were still things I didn't want to get rid of. Um, Been there. <laughs> and I, I went, and I said, Lord, I'm yours. Just save me. I'm at my bottom. And I was. And he took all the, the bitter. I got the Holy Ghost again, and I was filled with the Holy Ghost um, with speaking in other tongues as the Spirit give utter, gives utterance. And I wanted to say to everyone today that out there, if you're dealing with an addiction, and if you're dealing, it doesn't matter what it is, it can be anything. If you're dealing with an addiction, if you're dealing with hurts and pains and bitterness, depression, anxiety, an eating disorder, whether it's anorexia, bulimia, or anything else, God is the only one that can completely heal you. I've tried medications. I've tried doctors. Jesus Christ, if you turn to him and you ask him for healing, he will heal you. The Bible says if you... If you ask anything in my name, that will I do. But you have to have faith and believe. 
And he will do it. I'm living proof. And I've Amen. seen multiple miracles in others' lives around me as well. Misty, we appreciate you calling us. That's a wonderful story. We're so thankful that that God spoke to you in your low time and that you listened and put action to what he told you to do. And now you're restored and a living testimony to the goodness of God and his grace and mercy just being so amazing. And so we appreciate you calling, Mm -hmm. sharing that hope. There are people out listening to us right now that needed to hear that story. They can connect with it very well. So we appreciate it very much. We do have other calls we want to get to. Uh, We have a little bit of time left, Randy, in Colorado. But welcome to End of the Age. Don't want to cut you off short, but we are running out of time. We'd love to hear your faith story, Randy. Randy, are you there? Yes, I am. Welcome to End of the Age. You've got uh, just a little bit of time. We're running out of it, but we'd love to hear it if you're able to fit it in. Okay. I, um, I was an atheist, and I did not believe in God. And I ended up giving up the dream job because of I got, I got congestive heart failure. Well, from 2005 to 2010 is a blur. I don't know what happened in that time because of all the drugs and alcohol. Well, in 2010, when I I was thrown down to the floor, I could not move. And I said, okay, God, if you're real, reveal it to me. And I heard this still, sweet, amazing voice. And it said, my child, I love you. And I will heal you. But you're going to go through some dark times. And... And I will heal you, and I will turn heads when I heal you. Well, just last year, I was diagnosed with pancreatic cancer. And I got the promise of God with me that he's going to that He's gonna heal me. And I got a new job now that's a dream job that... Randy, I'm sorry to cut you off. we got 10 seconds and we're going to be off the air. We appreciate you calling and sharing that. We'd love to hear the rest. Unfortunately, we're out of time. There is hope for you today. This has been End of the Age, brought to you by the faithful partners of End Time Ministries. If you're not currently a partner with End Time Ministries or if you would like more information, we invite you to call us at 1-800-END-TIME. That's 1-800-363-8463 or visit us online at endtime.com.